Good evening and welcome those weary, those heartbroken, those wretched and those cursed to a night of rot ever festering, blood ever spilt, pain never ending and torment ever vile. Let the darkness wash over you, my friends, as our marionettes clow of the tempest flow. Spores as Belladonna, Stervarte the bard of Kor, burns as Skag the facetious. The bastard Tiglor chants as Flash the vessel. <laughs> and Wilhelm the purveyor of destiny, wretches as King Ramos the fourth. And we will deliver you a tale of the evil of humankind. Tonight, as we do each night at the Theatre Macabre. For the end is written in numbers pure. Two basilisks, four heads, and seven miseries to follow. The annihilation is calling, and we must proceed towards it. Wide-eyed and of open mind, let Nerchabel guide us towards eternity. Until the world is turned to ether. As the black disk of death covers the sun. As Verhu's gaze burns all. And as the darkness swallows darkness. The first misery, graves left wanting. Deep in the darkened corners of Graventost, and under the fetid gaze of the Shadow King and his restless kin, lies the graveyard of Ash, an unending maze of stony pillars, crypts, and the dead, held siege by a fog so thick and so putrid, it is said it can burn the pale of your eyes and melt the skin from your bones. It is here but a palace of death, yet the dead here do not always stay as such, for she demands it, for they must not be spared the misery, for that is too kind. Here is then where our tale begins. So gladly and gleefully, follow me into the fog, to where the catacombs burrow, the dead walk, and the plague rots, as our four adventurers find themselves piled amongst the dead, yet they are deadened, or not dead. Then again, are they living? For what life is this? So our first traveller, Wilhelm, or as he is known in this realm as King Ramos IV, awakes inside a coffin laid upon a heap of bodies. What, what hellish place is this? Attend me! Attend me at once! <laughs> and I'm just going to start like scrabbling at the bottom of this, um, like, Presumably there's like a stone lid or something is what I was imagining. You can check. It might be that it's uh, like a 
coffin, like an actual timber coffin. Mm. Yeah. I'm just going to sort of scrabble at this and try to try to pull it off. Okay. Mm, well, do me a strength check. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, and as a reminder for those of us who haven't played this game before, mm-hmm. you just roll plus your strength, correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, that'll be a four. Um, you push and push, but your weak and wretched skin, your flailed, your sickened bones do not have enough strength to push. However, Stovarte, you, a, a body laid upon another body, you hear a dumf, dumf at a, at a coffin near your side, and it awakes you from a slumber very deep. <laughs> where, where am I born? I am back inside the egg, which brought me to this land, a dark egg. And with this, I call to my father. I call out for my father. And my father comes to me. My father is a hawk. So this hawk swoops down from above through the night sky. You are in a pit, it's smoke and fog around, but it breathes, this little black dark comes through and swoops down over and <coughs> over the sign of these bodies and rests upon the crook of an elbow of some poor fool. The hawk scratches and claws at the top of the coffin and I with all my strength push to reach my father okay hark hark a a sound pull me out of here damn you (laughs) so you uh, give me uh, your strength that is an 18 18 your you push this body off of you, which is laying upon, which your hawk landed on. And at ease, it just falls over, and you realize that actually by doing it, your the arm comes off in your hand and just sloths down. And then you realize that Morit is just bone and sickly skin, and it coats you with pus on your hands, but you push it away. And then with that, the hawk scratches at the at the coffin. I will see what my father is scratching at. I will tap. I tap three times. Tap, tap, tap. Free me. Free me at once. I I demand it. I command it. (laughs) And I'm just going to keep sort of heaving as as much as I can at the... uh, the roof of like the lid of this coffin just like nails like breaking and just like leaving a trail of blood on the inside of this coffin oh, okay so you keep scratching yeah bl- yeah your nails start scratching in the gut and the splinters up your fingers you know you look down at these they're weak with 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 the the sickness you've had for years so the nails come off and move away from the from the skin a little bit and they and one peels off and you let it fall 
but it still scratches and then give me both of you uh, roll one of you roll twice with advantage uh, on it you rolled better than me last time why didn't you take this one <laughs> 16. This time, with the hawk and the power of your father, he squeaks, he squawks a loud force that with this inner sense of your kin, you heave the, the, and the nails squeeze out and push it over. As you see inside, what do you see inside? Um, a, a man, um, in sort of chainmail with with a fine um, cape sort of draped over him, wearing um, a crown which seems to not quite be the the right size. And um, there's um, some sort of um, decorative uh, mask with a with a beautiful face uh, paint, painted on top of it, which is uh, half hanging off. Um, there's there's blood running up his arm, and uh, there's a, an awful rotten smell. He demands, he, he commands, he scratches with his hands, a noble of the lands, but weak, just like all mans. Who are you? Know you not who you look upon? I I once ruled this place, perhaps I still do. I, sh I should ask you that, that you should speak so lightly in the presence of born to rule over you. <laughs> Rulers rule over men. Rulers ru do not rule over birds. Birds are free. We fly in the sky. Claims to be a, a bird. <laughs> um, what? Well, I, I am Ramus, the fourth of my name. Uh, named after my father and his father and I've been falsely deposed and cast down and led to this pit of death. Perhaps I am dead and this is some miserable purgatory sent. Are you sent to haunt me? Are you, be you some sort of demon? Some sort of jester, a half bird, half man and I see you are s surrounded by birds, some sort of dreadful carrion bringer. <laughs> that the hawk cause at those moments when you mention it. And you hear more just echoing in the distance, just of birds pouring beyond the fog. What is this land of the dead? How came you here? I find myself where I choose to find myself. I am led upon my wings where my father bids me to go, where the winds carry me. What brings you here? Uh, well, that question I, I wish I could answer, but uh, I've been cast here uh, prematurely on account of this wretched pox that befouls me and hammered away in this land of the dead, if, if I'm not dead myself. I only wish to to escape and reclaim the ivy wrecked castles that were once my own. <laughs> will you will you aid me from here as, as you have aided me from this early grave? I, I have coin. Um, 
met many coins and sort of reaches for a jingling pouch. As the, as the oh. pouch jingles, uh, you hear a third body move in the corner. Peg, how do you find yourself? I've been listening to the voice of my mother. No one wants to hear it anymore, but I still do. And I find myself fallen down into a pit looking for a way back. Covered in the dead. Wearing the rot of my mother. Mm. So you two see this figure prancing and playing amongst the dead, enveloping themselves within the bodies, and then looking through as you see their heads poking from ones to many, and it stares at you and listens as you talk. Mothers. Know, know you this strange creature? <laughs> <laughs> strange creature? Mother's favorite. Mother's favorite. And you, too clean, too clean for my dark lady. Kvera, the bride of rot. Too clean. Be gone from here. I only wish that I could exceed your command and leave this place. What? What is the, the, the route to exit from here? <laughs> there is no way out. There's only in, in and further down, closer to her that calls us back and you. Ah, so lucky you're here with me in the pit waiting for mother. You're not getting out. <laughs> and on that sonorous voice and that <laughs> that words ringing in your ears, a fourth and final figure appears, laying under some some broken timber and some bits of stone rubble that fall at the edge of the pit, and laying on a cart that seems to have just been pushed in, and that's what it appears like you've been wheeled with it and even not wanting to be touched this cart it is tainted by you it is left with you and you awake upon it oh this one's new oh i mean very smelly down here oh hello are you are you are you real <laughs> the three of you? You definitely are not sure. <laughs> well, they don't have to answer sometimes. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> what is real? <laughs> Only mother knows. Dark mother? Oh, Did you tell you me about know her? Do you try to escape the pit? Like these. Well, I only just got here. Hmm. There's more exploring to do. <sighs> Although, I can't say I remember how 
Even now, the exploring of the past came. Hmm. You do not come into the pit to seek her. No. Ah. Other Should I reasons. Be? Yes, yes. Yes. <gasps> it's the only end. And we all seek it. We seek it. And I hear it. We are closer than we have ever been. They say she is dead, but I know she lives and I seek her. Okay, this all sounds a bit too complicated for my liking and I think I might have just, you know... Wait, what? What's it? You? You? Over there? Um, pointing at King Ramos. Yeah. Right? You too. You got funny smell. <laughs> like, not like the rest. Care to elaborate? I've smelt much worse. I, w I wish that I could explain the cause of this... <clears throat> this curse that has fallen upon me, be it some some witch, some hag like yourself. Is this <laughs> hag? Hag? The source of curse that you would call This is no hag, you see, before you. When you hear the word hag, it reminisces in a call from the south. Sort of eminent. A cackle upon the fog. And then. <laughs> Disappears. Um, it's going to turn and draw, draw his sword instinctively. Um, well, why did you draw a sword? That's a laugh. It means someone's having fun. Suddenly, <laughs> is the fun at your expense? Fun is fun. Scientifically good for you. Suddenly, one of you feels a sense of the place, a smell enters your nose that is deep and accurate, something floating upon the fog that is green, and it hits your head and suddenly you are aware of some other invisible breathing or creature behind you, you're sure of it, and the person that feels this is Will, <laughs> Wilhelm's guy, uh, Ramos. Suddenly behind you there is someone just breathing down your neck. Back you beast, back! And he just turns and slashes like wildly with with his sword. No um finesse, no no draining, just like hacking at thin air like a like a child with a stick. Nothing is there. None of you see anything. There's this this hell surrounded by people who speak in tongues and invisible demons. I think you we, this sir, must be a land of the dead, no? These bodies. It seems bodies you're not everywhere. quite used to the mushrooms, sir. <laughs> Just go with the floor. <laughs> well, that uh, is what you mean, isn't it? The, if you're seeing things that aren't there, it's the mushrooms. You, They're quite tasty. You did not hear that breathing? The, the sound of footsteps. No. It's for one one person only. And that person is you. <laughs> Which is strange, because it's usually me. You quickly realise that this this lady's eye irises are black and wide. 
says, son of the son of the hawk. <laughs> Surely you do not wish to burrow further into this ground like, like a cockroach. You must crave I... the open sky as I do, no? Uh, my my wishes are of no concern to myself. My wishes are of no concern to everybody. I follow the wishes that are put upon me by my father. I find myself where my father wishes me to be. If my father wishes me to go further into the ground, that is where I go. My father does not speak to me anymore. I do not know of these wishes since I removed my ears to stop the voices. You talk of hearing things. Are these things you hear in your head or in your ears? Are you talking to me? Yeah, everybody is talking of hearing things. Oh! I. Well, there's a difference between hearing things in real life and hearing things in your head, but it's, well, it's difficult to tell. So I don't bother. <laughs> you hear nothing? Nothing at all? That's not I hear I nothing. <gasps> ah, shame. I am but a vessel, but I hear my mother all day and all night. Mm. No one but me. I'm the prophet of a dead god, but she lives in me. And somewhere else, I am looking, but I know not where, so I come to the pit. Perhaps I find it here. Come, come from where? <laughs> from up there? Where else? Where do you come from? You're both from the sky? Are you both birds? Hmm. A bird? How I like nice. birds. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, I'm no bird. I am a holy vessel. It is a thing that I have spent my life on. The basilisk took my god. Oh. Right. And yet, I hear it still, even now, here in the pit. The basilisk, that old tale used to frighten children. Every it time you see the basilisk, you hear a shout of thunder. Believe. <laughs> Someone doesn't believe. I hear it's heresy these days. They say. It is heresy. With that, uh, uh, my, my, the vessel, would you check for a presence check to see what you have found amongst the dead as you have dug mm. and, and, uh, <laughs> dove, <laughs> for want of a better term. Mm, for treats. Pit. Yes. Pocket check. Just roll me a presence check. <laughs> Gross. Twelve. Mm. Okay. Nothing good. <laughs> you find one gold with a rope and it is tied with a noose on it. <laughs> but it seems like it is for cattle. 
it is a wide cowboy thing. And you find one gold piece. As I said. Also, you have dug into a pile near the west of this place. It's hard to tell direction, but you sense with the the rot and the way the rot speaks to you. You can smell where the sun has shone greater in the day than at the night when it is dark. And so to the west, there is a tunnel. It's small, but you could crawl. And down there, it smells of, of dust and bone. One, two, three, four. Maybe not enough, but we have no more. We find ourselves in this place. We have a shell containing a god. We have a creature who finds themselves here and hears voices and is not sure we have a king of sorts. And we have a bird. Maybe we should pull our resources and follow this path. Perhaps you, bird, are small enough for the tunnel. I... this is... this is logical. This yes. is... Yes. You. A bird in a tunnel. <laughs> what a thing. <laughs> what a thing. <laughs> I think you, I think you could fit. Go forth and find them. And we follow, fly. but you first. <laughs> I will fly. Ah, underground? Can you? <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> it will do. Mother says. Skag will make his way to the tunnel. Is the tunnel dark? It is dark. You can see a light very faint on the other side. It is big enough to crawl on hands and knees. You do not need to shuffle. But you can. I've always wanted to do that dress like this. <laughs> need to go to the disco. So, um... <laughs> You go through the tunnel, and uh, you can see through the tunnel to the end. It is 40 feet deep, and it enters into a, a wider space with, with a, 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 a pale light. What is causing the light? It is similar to the light you have above you, a foggy light. There is a wisp of warmth, maybe candles, maybe torches hard to discern with the smallness of the opening but there's definitely a warmth compared to the little hint of warmth however little there is I call back through the tunnel hear my voice hear my call it's safe to fly it's safe to crawl come one 
Kamal. Well, I assume that means us. <gasps> Something to explore. Do you all follow through? One speaks in rhymes, another speaks in tongues, and one speaks frankly. It's a strange <laughs> mixture we all are. This is the land. And what do you speak? Untruths. Perhaps. Never knowingly. <laughs> Let's find out. And I'll crawl into the tunnel after Skag. Okay. Skag, you crawl on hands and knees. Do you have your father in front or behind? Uh, my father will follow. So the hawk waits, sitting on the top of the broken coffin, as each of you wander in, one by one, and leaving the fog into the darkness. As then, as the final person moves through, which I assume is Tay, still dancing amongst the rot. Bringing what I can. And gleefully enters as the, as the hawk swoops below and walks behind you, trotting in um, as you enter it's a large square room at the height there is an oculus a circle inscribing a square there are no markings on the wall there are torches that are lit but they faintly burn the fog is very thick on the ground it is clear above at the far end there sits a stone sarcophagus and leaning over the edge of the sarcophagus on top is a being munching on flesh and you hear the crack of bone as it rips open a, a, the, the, the rib cage and just takes and licks it and throws it to the ground um, presence check for your quietness. For each of us? Um, you can nominate. Be any of us creepers? Or default to Skag as he's first. Yield I shall? Uh, very good presence. Um, 13. You quietly enter the room. You notice this being as you crawl through, and it is engaged in this act. It is, uh, it is feral. It is, it is not aware of anything around it. It has, it is, its body is grey and slacked, and there are holes in its back from spike wounds or from the pierce of a, a polearm, and yet it is moving. But this is not new, and it and it eats as if it is hungered for years. It continues to eat. Skag realizes that this creature poses a threat. Does not wish to become its next meal. Mm -hmm. sense so taking a look around 
with your moment to check there to the north. So this is to the east of the room. You've come from the east to the west side of the room is where the sarcophagus is. To the north, there is another crawl space tunnel similar to the one you're in. And to the south, there is a standing tunnel. Skag points to the standing tunnel. Crawling tunnel would be too dangerous. So how how close to the creature did we need to get to get to the standing tunnel? Within about thirty feet, maybe no. twenty-five. Is everybody through the tunnel and standing in? this area no you are through alone and you are talking back I see this as you are talking to mm -hmm. Ramos who then talks back mm -hmm. in. I I we we came from the east came from the east east and the tunnel the standing south. tunnel is to the south yes I press myself against the wall the southern side of the tunnel that we've just crawled through and I beckon for the others to quietly come through. I need each of you at each time to tell me how quiet you are. You can make agility checks instead of presence checks as well, depending on your skill. So is it uh, Ramus, you were first? <laughs> 19. A roll of 19. Ramos's weak bones and small figure easily slips by, sneaking out of the halls of the castle at night is a trick you've learnt. You pass through. Next is Belladonna. I have a 14. 14. I didn't hear you. <laughs> I actually didn't pick 14. it up. 14. 14. Same. You follow the signs of your thoughts your uh, the way your brain seems to meld with uh, nature you know where to move amongst the tunnel even in the dark and then finally Tay 18 how, how much? 18. 18 18 again it's weirdly dancing, moving with skips and hops and irregular patterns. It's silent. They even seem to dance closer <laughs> to the being. <laughs> Just want a look. But it is the feet of a ballerina. So, Skag. My back against the wall. I will edge towards the standing tunnel. I will beckon my father to sit on my hand. And I will edge towards the tunnel. So just as 
as flesh dances, this hawk flows through the tunnel silently as the air, you just feel that little rush of air as it goes through and lands on Skag's hand and you walk down the tunnel. The tunnel seems endless. It is dark, there is no light after 30 feet. But Skag, with your with your uh, father's eyes, you see the way. Yet it curves and twists and time disappears and spaces are the same. You're sure you've gone round in a circle and then down an alleyway that you've already turned down until suddenly there is pockets of light, like shards of small light cutting through a room in the distance as if it is like a like a like the holes in a in a in a mesh the light is poking through on this roof and the fog is bringing is showing these shards and that is all you see ahead of you for now you hear noises maybe an argument loud voices coming from the room. Yes, we're not alone. You said we didn't have enough people. This... This I hear. Do... Do not like it. It's only anger. Natural emotion. Another anger. Those terrible feats we passed just then. Uh, but talking this, a voice from outside the head. <laughs> Something new. Can we hear any words? Make a uh, presence. No. <laughs> Four. All natural, nat natural one. <laughs> oh, Nineteen. It's a, it's a natural one. Mm. Mm. You crane your head to listen. You even let your father move in. And you push the arm out to lean on the wall, forgetting that father is on that hand, and it cuts its talon on the wall, and it squawks. <laughs> as it, the pain rushes through the talon and it squeezes into your hand and you let out a, a little yelp mm. and you hear the noise of these tables moving, uh, wood on stone and uh, mustering people. And then you see figures in the light. They are without flesh, but they are made of fog and bone and they run towards you. I need you to roll initiative. <laughs> they hear you and they have the chase on you. You feel that they will get the first attack. So, um, Skag, as you are the source of the noise, this creature is, it is bone with some flesh and it wears a tattered robe. Yet, it's fog, envelops it and also holds it in places 
where bones should be in the spine, they are lifted by smoke. Where the jaw disappears here, it is held by tendrils of smoke. This being is, as its hands leave out, finger is one or two fingers of smoke, a bone, femur bone is, is smoke. It is held by smoke. And it holds a sickle, a small sickle, hand sickle. And uh, one of them, two of them, two of them, sorry, two of them hold hand sickles. One holds this knife, but it has the handle of a key and it has a jarred end that looks like four spokes come out the end of this, of this knife. And they rush you. Um, make a defense. Defense. So that is agility. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agility. Mm-hmm. If you have any bonuses, you add them. Uh, that is 20. Natural? No. Okay. Um, the first arrives sickle handed and swipes at you. Yes, your deafness. Your father even knows where it is and you move out the way as the knife comes down. However, the second is right on behind. I need Ramos to defend. Very well. Uh, that would be a no, 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 19. The same. You are weirdly agile <laughs> for your weak body, but you are light and this being is his bone and smoke and is equally as as held together as uh, as a sickened prince king and so it takes another swipe up handing going for your line on here trying to get you just where you will bleed but again you move easily out of its way and it tumbles forward finally the one with this key like thing strikes through and goes for uh, goes for who would be next in line behind Ramos? Was it? I was behind I, Ramos. I believe um, Taylor was at the back. Right? Okay. Yes. So then it will go for back. Chloe. Chloe. Belladonna. For Belladonna. That's a six. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the first two move aside taking the the two with them and they part leaving you alone to face this creature your mind is still dancing on uh, in dimensions unknown as much as the one you're in now and this and an unusual uh weapon and you are caught off guard as you look at it and try and decipher its meaning not realizing it's actually coming to attack you <laughs> and it strikes and you take That's a, a very strange fog d4 uh shots of attack maybe three okay. three I have damage i have armor so it reduces it by two d2 one damage yeah, well, yeah. I roll, I roll. Okay, okay. So, it comes at you and hits, even though you're, it's still, fortunately, you're wearing medium armor, I recall. It's light armor. Light it's armor. Just fur. Just fur. So it just catches the fur, and maybe an old bone 
is left in the carcass and it flints off that and it still cuts and blood does strip, but it's it's a flesh wound. It's a rude fob. A rude one before. <laughs> you were left alone, unhurt and unattacked. This will not do. We are but looking for a way back to mother. And we've done nothing here. But perhaps we should. Huh? So, I'm thinking about doing a scroll. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're all here for, right? We're all here to do scrolls. Okay. And an I'm going to do an unclean. Yeah. <laughs> I am only unclean, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. <laughs> I am not. I am. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm going to pull out my favorite unclean scroll, which is death. Yes. Every creature within 30 feet lose a total of 4d10 HP. And now. Every creature. Every creature. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you sure about this? <laughs> well, yeah? hold on. Let's let's have a tactical moment. Right. <laughs> just just oh, a moment. Oh, oh, always sunny this... theme plays. <laughs> T- T- TPK. Roll the credits. And thank you for our first introduction to Morkborg. Well, hold on now before we cast the death upon us all. Let's just ask Mother if we are on a chessboard, where the hell is everyone at? So you are all within 15 feet maximum of each other, and then three of you are all touch, uh, engaged. I will allow you, if you wish to make this spell, and you will have to commit to make a presence check. And if you make it, then it will only be focused upon those you wish to harm. I like those odds. There we go. <laughs> Mother, (laughs) it's just, I need your help. I know, I ask all the time. I'm quite needy, but so are you. Because last I checked, you only lived in here. And so you best come out. We have work to do. With advantage for calling on mother. There we go. I can only be so kind. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, I've got a 13. Mm-hmm. A, ple- a presence of plus three. Perfect. You needed 15. I have plus the three, because that was... <laughs> Thank you, Mother. Mother, you feel beyond the veil the presence of your mother. Guide your hand and this scroll. And as you all see her speak these words, two voices speak death. One unseen. One as gleeful as the other. How does your death look? This death is bright. Here today among us, more death. And we're looking at a 10. Okay. 
They're already dead. <laughs> and an eight. I keep going. And okay. a seven. Okay. And a two. Okay, ten I, and eight. That's twenty-seven. I, I'm most glad that you received uh, assistance from your mother as to not catch us in that. You would all be dead. I believe, yeah, we, we, we would just be TPK. <laughs> but it'd been, it'd been lovely. I did <laughs> not realize that I was that strong. <laughs> <laughs> There's a giggle from the being that followed you from before and from flesh and and this light emanates and the fog dissipates from the bodies and it burns with blackness and all the and everything it is a fire that licks at every single touch and it becomes small as every as when you look at it geometries of fire envelop upon themselves and it is intoxicating to look and you feel that you will become one with the fire and that you will fall into the fire if you if you stare too long and before you have a moment to catch yourself those beings turn to ash and nothing until an opening into a well beyond to a be a place of blackness and red and blood and a demon and pus beyond and they are sucked into it as their force and soul is merged with mother and then it is no more all that is left is but a key on the floor wow. the fog takes not long to return they had something look at that a, a key what use could the dead have with locks and doors <laughs> well they are bodies as much as anyone else only the fog gets through the door. You are still 25 feet, 30 feet from this room with the light, where they came from. There is a table you can see now clearly on there and something on it. Who will take the key? I'll take it. I'll let go. Did anyone pick it up or is it still on the floor? Still I'll on just the floor. Pack it up from the floor and just march on into the room. Let's see what this argument was about. How about that? As she holds the key, you see her flesh burn slightly oh. as a little singe, and then it dissipates. You take no damage, but you see that it burns, and once it's burned its mark on your fingers, it stops. Rude fog and rude keys. Ooh. <gasps> <laughs> Um, I'll make my way to the room. See, it's a circular chamber. Its roof is pocketed with holes. It's like a, it's named the colander worm. <laughs> so, it sticks by its name. Moonlight shafts fall through and hit the, and hit the fog. And it creates this very stark light. There is a, you have entered from the, from the, from the south-ish, let's say. <laughs> let's go with that. Um, and to the north, there is a, an entrance into a further room. But in this room, there is a circular table. And upon it sits a, a strong box, unlocked. There are drinks, empty drinks, and the signs of some sort of game of cards and dice. Now, what do the dead need with drinks? Now, doors and keys, I understand, but drinks? Hmm. 
When you look upon the wall, you see endless scratches of numbers cast out in different groupings. And they seem to go on for infinity. Scratched out and rewritten upon it. I dare not look, lest I'm driven to madness. Uh, Oh, it ain't too bad. Well, (laughs) quite. The, this, this game unsettles me, the thoughts of this, these walking dead gambling and indulging the most human of activities when they are not human to any aspect. Could it be that the, the flesh and skin was stripped from their bones as they sat? Could that be? And he's, he's going to pull up the sleeve and just look at like this festering pussy skip on his arm. Perhaps you could rest in the corner of the room and think on it. Would you look at that? I I suspect we shall not have cause for a rest for some time. I've only recently escaped the the most eternal rest of all. Even we have done that. And hopefully we're on our way back to it. (laughs) Well, indeed. Indeed. The question we must ask ourselves, what is in the box? What's in the box? (laughs) Well, I didn't want to ask, but I'm quite curious. Mm. You were set upon by those creatures fairly well, I see. You are spilling the freshest blood that has been spilt in this horrific tomb. Oh, I'm alright. Not too much. Not too much hurting. Besides, the fog was rude, so I'm glad it got his comeuppance. (laughs) The folks I've met before have been quite friendly. They have. It's true. Anyway, this box? You've met many of these folks? Not like this. Just folk, you know. Over a lake in the winter. That's quite a friendly fog. This kind of fog, very rude. It doesn't normally pick up like bones and stuff. It's normally just fog. Although they do like to play tricks on you. But it's all good fun. I do not trust there is much normal about this place at all. Still... Well, where is their normal? Maybe your normal is someone else's strange. Do we... Do we dare to risk to open this box? Well, if it's got rude fog in it. This the is box. the question. The box sits what? there amongst no more fog than anywhere else. It is but a metal strong box. Simple lock. Yet a weird shape. Does the lock correspond to this key? 
you have picked up Hag. Now that makes sense, and I actually momentarily forgotten that I had that key. Thank you for reminding. That's very kind of you. I should bring out the key and uh, mm -hmm. not put it in the lock, but just kind of measure it up. Mm. It matches. The key oh. is perfect. Oh. Look at that! We've got like a clever clogs on our hands over here. <laughs> not just a crown rack. Ooh. Well, I'd quite like to open the box, and I, I, I mean, if, if no one's going to tell me not to, I'm going to do it in a minute. Do it. Open. open the box. You put the key in the lock, and the, the you open the box, and inside is nothing but sand, red sand, and it starts <gasps> to fill over the edge of the box, and it pours into the room. And it keeps pouring and oh. pouring 